الحمد لله رب العالمين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله رب الأولين والآخرين وأشهد أن نبينا محمد خاتم الأنبياء والمرسلين We continue tonight insha'Allah ta'ala our study about the signs of the hour Tonight we shall study signs number 7, 8 and 9 Sign number 7, appearance of false prophets Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said as narrated in Bukhari and Muslim the following وَلَا تَقُومُ السَّاعَةُ حَتَّى يُبْعَثَ دَجَّالُونَ كَذَّابُونَ قَرِيبًا مِنَ الثَّلَاثِينَ كُلُّهُمْ يَزْعُمُ أَنَّهُ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ The hour will not come until about 30 deceivers, liars will emerge each claims he is Allah's messenger. So one of the signs of the hour is the emergence of those deceivers, liars, the Jalun. In the Quran, as well as in the Sunnah, it is a well-established truth that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is the last and final messenger from God that there are no prophets nor messengers to come after Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Ahzab 33-40 مَا كَانَ مُحَمَّدٌ أَبَا أَحَدٍ مِنْ رِجَالِكُمْ وَلَكِنْ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ وَخَاتَمَ النَّبِيِّينَ Muhammad was not the father of any one man among you, but the seal of the prophets. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the person of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sealed prophethood. What does it mean to seal something? Meaning to close it, to end it. If you take a box, you put in the box items, then you close the box and you seal the box. What does that mean? It means you cannot put in the box any other item. Likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the person of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sealed prophethood. You see, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised to bless humanity through Ibrahim's descendants. Ibrahim had two main sons, Ismail, Ishmael, and Ishaq, Isaac. All the Israelites' prophets came from the descendants of Isaac. The last one of them was Jesus, the son of Mary, Isa ibn Maryam. The Jews were awaiting for the Messiah to come. When Jesus was commissioned as Allah's messenger and the awaited Messiah, the majority of the Jews rejected him, conspired to kill him, and claimed that he was a bastard. Some believed in him as Allah's messenger and the awaited Messiah truly as he was. But it was Paul who was 
enemy number one to those who believed in Jesus during Jesus' time on earth. It was Paul who introduced the idea after Jesus was removed from earth that Jesus was God's son. He promoted his idea within the then pagan Roman Empire. His idea was accepted within the Romans who were pagans in their mentality and in their worship. Time went by. As time went by, three different theories were circulating about Jesus, the son of Mary. Theory number one, largely held by the Jews, that he was a liar and he was a bastard. Theory number two, held by the true believers in Jesus, the son of Mary, that he was God, messenger, and the Messiah. Theory number three, that he was God and God's son. Because this last theory is so contradicting in its nature, people develop many different doctrines in their efforts to logicalize the unlogical. Time went by. As time went by, it was time for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to set the record straight about Jesus, the son of Mary, and to bless humanity through Ibrahim's descendants. Since the Jews rejected Jesus as the awaited Messiah and the Messenger of God, it was time for Allah to shift messengership to the descendant of Ismail, Ishmael. From Ishmael's descendant came Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as the final messenger of God. The ayah says, Muhammad was not the father of any one man among you. Why? Many prophets' sons were prophets. Thus, it would be a degradation to the best of messengers' sons not to be prophets. But they cannot be prophets because Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the seal of prophets and messengers. For this reason, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decreed with his wisdom that none of Muhammad's sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam sons would live to adulthood. Allah's messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said about his son Ibrahim, لو عاش إبراهيم لكان صديقا نبيا Had Ibrahim lived, he would have been a truthful prophet. Now, you heard it from the Qur'an that it's a well-established truth that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the final messenger of God. Now, we shall hear it from the sunnah. Allah's messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, كانت بنو إسرائيل تسوسهم الأنبياء كلما هلك نبي خلفه نبي وإنه لا نبي بعدي Narrated by Bukhari and Muslim Children of Israel were governed with prophets Every time one of them died, another replaced him However, they are no prophets after myself 
Allah's Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in this hadith is making it very clear that there are no prophets to come after him. He was the seal and the last of prophets. But somebody might ask, does the hadith suggest that the children of Israel as a nation is better than the Ummah of Muhammad as a nation? Because after all, the children of Israel received so many prophets. Whereas the Ummah of Muhammad received only one prophet. The answer is no for two reasons. Reason number one, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallama is the best of messengers. Reason number two, children of Israel were known to be honorary and unsubmissive to the will of God. Thus, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent to them messengers after messengers after messengers to keep them within the boundary of conformity. Whereas the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa was known to be obedient and submissive to the will of God. Thus, it was sufficient to send to them one messenger. After the messenger died, the Islamic scholars did their work in reminding the nation to stay within the boundary of conformity. Imagine that there are two groups of people. Each one of them needs to be reminded to do some work. Group number one is neglectful. Thus, many reminders were sent to it in order to do the work. Group number two is not neglectful, thus it took only one reminder for them to do the work. Which one is better? No doubt the better group is the one that needs less reminders to do the work. Also Allah's Messenger said another hadith related to him being the final messenger of God. He said to Ali in this hadith narrated by Imam Muslim, "Anta minni bimanzilati Harun min Musa, illa annahu la nabiyya ba'di." Your position with me is like the position of Aaron Harun to Musa Moses. If somebody hears this portion of the hadith only, a person may ask, "Well, Harun was a prophet after Musa. Does that mean Ali would be a prophet after Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam? In order for Allah's messenger to remove any reasons that might cause misunderstandings, he said, however there is no prophet after myself. So he is the seal and the last of prophets. Someone might say, well, is it possible that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may send messengers after Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Because the two mentioned hadith and the ayah before that tell us there are no prophets to come after him. Does that leave room for messengers to be sent? The answer is no. The answer is no because I would like you to understand in the hierarchy of prophetship and messengership, it goes as follow. Every messenger has to be a prophet first. 
Thus, if there are no prophets to come after Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what does that tell you? It tells you that there are no messengers to come after him either. As you see, it is a well-established truth in the Quran and in the Sunnah that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the seal and the last of prophets. However, one of the signs of the hour is the emergence of false prophets. I would like to briefly talk about three of those false prophets. Number one is Musaylama. Musaylama was a contemporary to Allah's messenger. This Musaylama belonged to the tribe of Hanifa. When his tribe's delegation came to Medina, Musaylama came along with them. He came along with them and he stayed outside Medina making the following statement. He said, if Muhammad made me his successor, I will follow him. When this statement reached Prophet Muhammad wasallam, he had to answer it. Because if he did not answer it, maybe Musaylama will claim that Muhammad wasallam made him his successor. So the Prophet wasallam went to see this Musaylama and he, Muhammad wasallam was holding in his hand a palm frond. When he saw him, he said, as narrated in Sahih Muslim, the following, لو سألتني هذه القطعة ما أعطيتكها ولن أتعدى أمر الله فيك ولئن أدبرت ليعقرنك الله وَإِنِّي لَأُرَاكَ الَّذِي أُرِيتُ فِيكَ مَا أُرِيتُ وَهَذَا ثَابِتٌ يُجِيبُكَ عَنِّي If you were to ask me this piece, meaning the palm frond, I would not give it to you. However, I would not go past Allah's instruction regarding you. But if you turn away, Allah will kill you. And I assume you are the one who I had the vision about. And this is Thabit will respond to you. So what is the vision that the Prophet ﷺ had? It says also in Sahih Muslim, بَيْنَمَا أَنَا نَائِمٌ رَأَيْتُ فِي يَدَيَّ سِوَارَيْنِ مِنْ ذَهَبٍ فَأَهَمَّنِي شَأْنُهُمَا فَأُوحِيَ إِلَيَّ فِي الْمَنَامِ أَنِنْفُخْهُمَا فنفختهما فطارا فأولتهما كذابين يخرجان من بعدي فكان أحدهما العنسي صاحب صنعاء والآخر مسيلمة صاحب اليمامة As I was sleeping I saw in my dream two golden bracelets in my hand and that concerned me so it was inspired to me to blow on them. So I did. So they disappeared or they flew away. I interpreted that to be two liars that will emerge after me. One of them was Al-Ansi who emerged in Sana'a in Yemen. And the other one Musaylama who emerged in Yamama. Musaylama was able to gather many men around him. Many of those men knew that he was a liar. 
but due to the zealotry of tribalism, they supported him. Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu sent an army to fight Musaylama and finish his fitna. After many battles, Musaylama with his men were besieged in one fort, if you will, and it was Wahshi who killed him. Wahshi was hoping by killing Musaylama, Allah will forgive him for killing Hamza radiallahu anhu. Surprisingly, brothers and sisters, Musaylama performed many supernatural actions. But those supernatural actions did not occur to prove his authenticity, but they occurred to prove that he was a liar. One time, a group of his people came to him and they said to him, they said, O oh Allah's Messenger, we have a well of water. The water in the well is decreasing, so we would like of you to come and bless the water in the well. Musaylama wanted to mimic what the Prophet ﷺ did in the well of Hudaybiyah. As you know, when the Prophet ﷺ came to the well of Hudaybiyah with his men, and they were about over a thousand men, the water level was low. So the Prophet ﷺ took a sip from that water, split it back again in the well, and the water level increased sufficient for all those who were with him. So Musaylama wanted to do the same thing. So he took a sip from that well, he split it back again in the well. You know what happened? The well dried up. That is a supernatural event. Just like it's a supernatural event for the water level to increase, it is also a supernatural event for the water to dry up. But this supernatural event does not prove he was an authentic messenger, but it proves that he was a liar. Because what happened was the exact opposite of what the people wanted to happen. On another occasion, they brought to him a boy that had patches of hair on his head. They want him to wipe over his head in order to have a full head of hair. So he wiped over the boy's head. You know what happened? The hair fell off. That is a supernatural event but to prove that he was a liar. But as I told you, due to the zealotry of tribalism, many people supported him knowing that he was a liar. Musaylama was married to Sajah al-Tamimiyah. Sajah al-Tamimiyah claimed she was a prophetess. But after her liar husband died, she repented and came back to the fold of Islam. Another false prophet is Al-Mukhtar bin Ubaid al-Thaqafi. This person claimed that he was a prophet. He killed those who killed Al-Husayn bin Ali and then he himself was killed. A recent time example of those false prophets is Mirza Ahmed. This person claimed that he was a prophet. Yet there are people who claim that they are Muslims who believed in him. 
Make no mistake about it. Anyone who believes that there is a messenger or prophet after Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is a disbeliever. Because it is a well-established truth in the Quran and in the Sunnah that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is the last and the seal of all prophets. However, if a person due to ignorance or misunderstandings does not know that it is a well-established truth that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is the last of messengers, therefore he believed in this Mirza Ahmad. This person has to be educated, this person has to be informed, has to hear the evidence from the Quran and the Sunnah that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is the last and final messenger. If this person has any misunderstanding, they have to be explained in hope that he will migrate to the truth. But if he does not, he is a disbeliever even if he prays and fasts and makes hajj and gives charity. He is a disbeliever in the Quran because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the seal and the last of prophets and he is a disbeliever in Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that there are no prophets after him. Sign number eight is safety and security. During the time of Jahiliyyah in the Arabic Peninsula, there were many tribal wars. Thus, it was not safe for a person to travel alone by himself, let alone for that person to be a woman. The Prophet ﷺ said to Adi in this hadith narrated by Bukhari, Ya Adiyu, al-hira? قلت لم أرها وقد أنبئت عنها قال فإن طالت بك الحياة لكرين الضعينة ترتحل من الحيرة حتى تطوف بالكعبة لا تخاف أحدا إلا الله أوه عدي Did you see الحيرة I said I did not see it but I was told about it he said, if you live long enough, you would see Allahina. I will explain to you what is Allahina. Traveling, fearing none but Allah from Al-Hira until it circumambulates around the Kaaba. Allahina refers to a traveling woman who sits under an enclosure like a small room that is installed on a camel's back. So the Prophet ﷺ is talking to Adi that if he would live long enough, he would see safety and security in place that a woman will travel by herself all the way from Al-Hira, which is a city on the Euphrates River next to what we know now as Al-Kufa, all the way from there until Mecca. That is a long journey for a woman to travel by herself on the back of a camel. But that tells us at that time people were good, people were straight, people were honest. The government was strong to enforce the laws, so much so 
that a woman will travel all the way from Al-Hira to Kaaba, fearing none, but Allah. Sign number nine is the fire that will come from Hijaz. Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in this hadith narrated by Muslim and Bukhari, لا تقوم الساعة حتى تخرج نار من أرض الحجاز تضيء أعناق الإبل ببصرا The hour will not occur until fire will emerge from Hijaz that illuminates camels necks in Busra. Busra is a city in Sham. The distance between Sham and Hijaz, you would say it's 1,000 miles. I would like to share with you an example that will help, insha'Allah, illustrate this hadith. Imagine a person standing in the dark. Then the moon comes up. So you see the person's face due to the moon's light reflecting on his face. The Prophet ﷺ told us in this hadith that a fire would emerge that would be strong enough and high enough and bright enough that people in Busra 1000 miles away will see camels necks due to the fire's light reflecting on their necks. That happened in the year of 654. A fire broke out outside Medina. That fire was humongous, was big and large. The height of that fire was said to be as high as 10 minarets stacked on top of one another according to eyewitness testimonies. The size of that fire was maybe the size of a basketball court. The lava of that fire like rivers consuming everything on its way. Alhamdulillah, it did not enter Medina. That fire emerged the night before Wednesday, the 3rd of 2nd Jumada, the year of 654. It continued until before noon Friday. So counts with me. The night before Wednesday, and Wednesday, and then the night, and then Thursday, and then Friday. It stopped before noon on Friday. People in Busra, 1,000 miles away, saw camels necks due to the fire's light reflecting on their necks. That happened, as I said to you, in 654 of migration, one year before the fall of Al-Khilaf Al-Abbasiyya, the Abbasid Caliphate. Next time we meet, insha'Allah ta'ala, we discuss the fall of Al-Khilaf Al-Abbasiyya and some of the factors that led to this tragic event. So stay with me. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabiyyina Muhammad.